Hello and welcome to Beyond the Trail podcast. I have here with me today the one and only Chad Weber, who is a filmmaker here in Longmont, Colorado. And I'll be getting to know him a little better today. Let's go. <laughs> Chad, tell me a little about yourself. I don't know where to start. Um, where are you from? We met because we made a movie about you. So I have got to the point in my life where I'm comfortable enough calling myself a filmmaker when people ask me what I do. Yeah, that's what I do, <laughs> believe it or not. It's pretty cool. You can do that. <laughs> um, I moved out here in 2019 from uh, the Midwest, Illinois. Midwestern. Um, <laughs> sometimes I like sports. I like food and uh, craft beer, flannels, <laughs> Subaru Foresters sometimes. <laughs> A little bit of Colorado, mostly basic, basic stuff. So when you're not filmmaking, what are you doing? Thinking about filmmaking. <laughs> <laughs> when you're not thinking about Well, filmmaking. I'm fortunate enough to be able to do something I enjoy um, for a living. So I think when you're self-employed and you are lucky enough, um, it's hard to manage your time or to know what your limits are and should be is a, a frequent thing I think I hear from freelancers and people who are in self-employed. But uh, no, I like to hike and uh, kick it, watch sports, go to like some craft distilleries or breweries, um, sports games maybe. Cool. Speaking of hiking, we're here in Boulder, Colorado. At like the Chautauqua. Oh, there's a campus. Yeah. Coach Prime. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you need to get on. Right? One day. So tell me a little bit about the films you've made. Yeah, the film projects that I maybe am most passionate about, I live under the brand Free Range Films. And, uh, to be honest, they're just topics or topics that interest me um, or people I think are interesting or intriguing or inspiring. And uh, I've done films on small business owners um, and small farms in our area on agriculture and on adventure athletes. Um, trying to understand what like the forces that shape who we are and how we how we view the world and how we react to kind of the, the world around us and the challenges around us we made a film about dream I called dream a team um, but if there are lessons to be taken away from that is that you can't you need a team you can't do everything on your own um, you need help along the way and that was the first directorial feature film I had made. Um, well, because I didn't make it, I made it with my friend Steve Vanderheide. We co-directed it and we brought on help along the way too to create music and map animations. Um, another lesson from that was like, it was really daunting and uh, just like a hundred mile race or something that seems like so hard. You just gotta kinda try to make progress one day at a time. Right. Um, and just take one step forward. <laughs> so I think those are, those are a couple of the big ones. Yeah, I, I definitely can see how the process of making the film about endurance running or sports are kind of similar. We're climbing. <laughs> we are. <laughs> We're headed up. 
Get me out of my editing We are, seat. yeah. <laughs> Get you away from the screen for a bit. There's blue, blue light. Yeah. <laughs> 5G wavelengths. Not so good for you. But nature is, it's really beautiful. With the snow on the trees. So what are you gonna do when the first guest starts asking you about politics? Oh, I mean, I'm gonna keep it real. <laughs> so, who were like the last people you voted for and why? I'm just kidding. <laughs> and what's your most uh, politically uh, polarizing viewpoint? Uh, Don't answer that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can I see your me, gun real quick? He wants to get me canceled. <laughs> Chad's goal. No, the other gun. The one in your... <laughs> I don't have a gun. Well, some of us won't have a following, and we just want to experience the roller coaster ride of being an influencer, quote-unquote. Uh, I don't like that term. <laughs> well, I understand. <laughs> What is one of your long-term goals in regards to filmmaking? And are you trying to make it to Hollywood? No. Not. <laughs> no I'm pretty uh, fortunate, so I don't. I just and I have a hard time looking to the in the long, long term. So I'm pretty. I got a lot in front of me to keep me fulfilled. Nice. I got a lot of short-term. <laughs> projects or like things I'll come up with in a few days yeah I feel like sometimes the short term projects lead to something that you sometimes never expected so there's probably I think some something to say for just having a few short term projects that you're passionate about Hello. Uh, and not knowing where those may lead. I'm all in for that. There's a magic in uh, there is. in starting and creating without a reason. It'll lead to the the more pure endeavors and like right. you can't know what, you don't know what you don't know. Like just creativity in general. I don't think you should expect your initial idea to result to be to look much like your final idea. <laughs> It's good to try, have a framework, mm -hmm. but you got to be open to what um, pixie dust the universe will uh, kind of reveal for you. Uh, yeah. That's my experience. It's magical sometimes, like just letting it all unfold. It'll be, it'll be more pure, just like nature, just how nature is designed so simply because it's just less force. It just will, mm -hmm. it will reveal what will kind of happen. Um, easily naturally and that's why it will connect or like resonate because it's just pure and yeah. beautiful yeah and the more complicated you try to constrain an idea to what you want it to be or what you think it should be mm -hmm. it gets a, it gets a lot harder it's almost like cooking if you have a few good ingredients and some salt and pepper <laughs> you can't mess it up too bad <laughs> but uh if you get real complicated it might be awesome, but you gotta be really good. Right. Um, and it can go wrong easily. And it can be disconnected and it can have too many flavors and it cannot connect because you're trying to do too much. So there's yeah. some time about metaphor there to creative ideation. Yeah, I like that. So earlier you kind of mentioned like, the, uh, I don't know, this community meetup that you attended. Can you tell me a little bit about that? And, um, and yeah. Yeah, and just about your community. Like, do you have... We're building it. You're building it. I mean, I, like, okay. I love what we have just because it's not what I think of when I think of what LA is. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, it's just people, regular chill, a lot of doc work, but like, 
Sometimes when you ask me that question, why did I create a creative meetup and want to form community? Sometimes there's a lot of projects I've been wanting to do, including the documentaries, which I started in 2020 under Free Range Films. And um, there's a lot of talk and yearning and wanting. And sometimes there are constraints that you really can't control. But uh, sometimes I just get frustrated and I'm like, I'm just going to make the thing. I'm just going to make it happen. So, so I created Free Range Films so there'd be a reason to make films, a place to put them. Anyways, like I had this vision for what I wanted creative meetups to be in the community. And it didn't really exist. And I was like wanting it. But I was just like, we'll just make it then. So that's what we're trying to do, and like the idea is not to to focus less on the um, negative, maybe complaining about clients and whatnot, and more just to focus on inspiration because it's super important to refill that tank from other people. It makes a big difference. Um, Like when you go to a film festival, like you've been to Dreamer and. You see, like, and meet people that have spent years on a project, and you're like, wow, that's awesome. You just get inspired by everything they've done. It makes you want to create again. Yeah. And I think... What made you want to do the podcast? Well, I think that was one of the messages also in the documentary that you were able to tell, is the importance of community. It's interesting that... That you look at this to the left. It's beautiful. <laughs> that was one of the things that resonated to me a lot from your story was when I talked earlier about the environment or the people that shape the way we view the world or mm-hmm. have made a difference in who we are. What resonated to me about your story that you described to us in the film is the impact the positive impact from some people in your community and in your childhood and from running in high school and so forth yeah. from that point on is how drastic right. one thing can be, a few people, like how important momentum can be and how much it can just, like it's almost like a fork in the road where one bad influence could lead to bat worse and worse, and then one good influence can lead to better and better. Absolutely, um, yeah. But it, yeah, it's yeah, important. I love that. I um, I think it it's also really cool that those people who impacted me really didn't even know the extent of their influence. Until later, when you know, right? They've heard through. I think that's so true. <laughs> I think about that even with my mom or like people in my life that I'll be super dismissive in the moment, but I will remember what they said, right. <laughs> and it will make a difference. And um, your mom even, will be happy to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> she'll definitely be supportive. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so tell me a little bit about your family since you brought up your mom. Where does your mom? My mom and my dad are together. They live in back in Illinois, and they raised all us kids. How many kids do you, are there in your Three family? Three brothers, one sister. Nice. My brother Tony passed away when he was 22 in a skydiving accident. I'm um, so sorry. Which is something that we have in common, that we lost a sibling. Yeah. Um, yeah, kicking it back. My sister lives back in Illinois. My brother Jeff just moved out, joined the uh, righteous movement out here in Colorado. <laughs> my brother Jeff lives in Texas. Nice. They all got kids except me. <laughs> uh, How old are you, Chad? On, in a textbook, I am an adult age of 34. <laughs> in many ways... I uh, 
still learning how to adult. It's okay, we all are. I don't know if anybody has it really figured out. <laughs> this is beautiful. The boulder flatirons consist of an ancient sand and gravel sedimentary rock unit. And the royal arch lies beneath the fountain formation, which is a sandstone and conglomerate rock. So, did you play sports yeah, in high school or college? Football in high school and I walked on for my one year in Illinois State University for football, but. Wow. What position did you play? Linebacker. Awesome. It's a lifetime ago. <laughs> it's hard when you're a kid to know what you're gonna wanna do or be like when you're older. Sure. Like when I just only, that was my main thing was football, <laughs> but I, I barely care anymore. Right, right. I mean, I think a lot of times passions can shift. Yeah, I guess I just, you think labels in childhood, like I never really thought, even though I did creative things, I never really thought about myself as a creative person. So maybe I didn't envision myself. I don't know. I've seen your YouTube channel. <laughs> well, um, like in high school. Yeah. I was in a band and did photography, but at the same time, I don't know why I never thought about like doing video production or something. Is that what you went to school for? By the time I was a junior, because <laughs> I didn't know what I wanted, so I did. Okay business administration I was like no I got a D minus in economics <laughs> maybe a D in math that wouldn't be my I went back to community college and uh, took piano and some bass classes like science and got my GPA real high then got into a private Bradley University Hello. awesome and uh, that's when I started studying TV Okay, so film making in particular, or? It's just been a slow funnel, like, uh, it was like video, it was kind of news centered. Mm -hmm. We'd uh, produce news and do a little news segments, learn technically how to run an audio board and run a camera, run lighting, but it's mostly learned by doing. Um, to be honest, you, I didn't need to go to college. Like, it's good work ethic and social skills and connections. I'm sure it makes your parents proud. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I worked really hard. I graduated 3.85 GPA. Like, nice. some things you can just work hard at. Like, some things you're not smart enough. So, I wasn't smart enough at math and science. Uh, but I could work hard enough in communications. Very good. That is one thing sports instilled in me was outworking. You can mm -hmm. kind of control your effort. And that's carried on into... For better or worse, uh, self-employment, freelance life. Right. There are no limits, so you can work your whole life and have no social life or find a balance, but it's, you're the one instructing what the framework is. So right. And challenging. How do you handle balance? Uh, What's your approach? I don't know, I thought I have a, a great one. <laughs> um, sometimes I'll uh, I track my hours and I'll work a certain amount of hours a day or a week and then kind of feel satiated or fulfilled or good about it. Mm -hmm. And then I can spend time on the weekend or sometimes I'll work the weekend and take a day or two off during the week. Um, I kind of like to just work every day and really have a little relaxed schedule go work out during the day, go run errands, mm -hmm. work 
I might only work two to four hours on a weekend day or not at all, but I, uh, it makes me uneasy to take too much time. <laughs> Things pile up. I like to be ahead. For sure. Um, it's actually super creative for, super important for creativity. Like you, I don't believe you can be creative if you don't have time and space. Right. So what are your lifetime goals? Ooh. <laughs> you know what? I always have that same reaction uh, when I turn a question on somebody. Right? Or when they turn it on me, I'm like, I didn't have an answer ready. <laughs> oh, man. I think one easy one that comes to mind is... Raising Addie to be an awesome adult, capable of taking on the world, achieving all of her goals. And I would consider that a big success. Yeah. Not messing her up. <laughs> um, some personal goals. I think I still would like to do a hundred in under 24. <laughs> huh. What's the best course to do that? Maybe like Rocky Raccoon or Javelina 100. Javelina's out in Arizona. One of our Avipas, our Avipas 100 mile course. I would also like to do some FKT attempts. I think the Wonderland Trail in Washington calls to me. Correct me if I'm wrong, in a way, it sounds like you love running, but it's also like a facilitator to travel and explore. Yeah, adventure. <laughs> yeah. Not knowing what lies ahead or what your, what the end result will be. <laughs> sounds like you've done races in California, like several, right? Yeah, um, California. Here in Colorado. It's been fine. I didn't bring spikes. But <laughs> uh -oh. This part looks like it could. Be dangerous. Hey, that's just part of being on the trail. I've uh, ran overseas a lot. So, the Canary Islands, La Palma, Gran Canaria. Uh, Trying to think. Love another one. It starts with an L. What's remember. the best country overall? Not the, just running, but the best country? Right. Oh God, USA. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think we're better than like other countries? I think we have it pretty good. Right. Even some of. Some people in our community who have it pretty bad still have it better than a lot of people in other countries. I kind of like to view humanity as all equal, but that's cool that you think of it like that. <laughs> you made me! <laughs> okay. You set me up. Who'd you say you voted for? <laughs> Alright, that's part of my bingo card. We got politics. I gotta get a couple more divisive issues in there. <laughs> We don't have an influencer cancel oh, bingo. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty. You are a genuinely positive person. Thank you. I think it can be 
awkward or intimidating when you're also portrayed that way in a film <laughs> to maybe live up to it. At least that's how I would feel, but you are a good person. Thank you. Everybody has their moments though. Right. And that's okay. What are your favorite podcasts? Ooh, I like um, Coopcast. Radiolab? Yeah, I like Radiolab. Radiolab, so. Yeah. And um, I liked Serial uh-huh. <laughs> when they did all of like the Dr. Death, um, which I try not to listen to too much of the crime stuff, but that was a really well done um, podcast. And it hooked me, so I had to. Have you wa- or listened to S Town yet? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah. John B. Macklemore. Yeah. S- that was like S Town. Yeah. As somebody who'd maybe calls themselves a storyteller, that was I really enjoyed the storytelling. So did I. Yeah. Dreamer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I felt too bad, so I didn't go full force. <laughs> All right. This might be a long one. How are we doing? Are we close? Yeah, we are. <clears throat> they should make one of those uh, dead Colorado videos about things people say on trails. <laughs> hey, my brother Jake will always be like, how much elevation? Like, three minutes into the hike, like, how much elevation do you think we've climbed so far? Let's look at our <laughs> yeah. stats. Yeah. I'm like, let's just make how some m- progress. First. How much further? <laughs> yeah, how much further? <laughs> Maybe something about snacks. <laughs> I love uh, the question. Um, how much more time do I have? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. How fast are you? Oh, going? like when your people are going yeah. up and you're going down. Yeah. How? <laughs> you ever just like, mess with them? <laughs> you're really close. <laughs> I have actually. <laughs> <laughs> just to be positive. Nice recovery. Thanks. Are you wearing the spiky? I am. Ones. The Hoka Speed Goat with built-in spikes. If a storm comes, we could take shelter under there. Look how pretty. <laughs> Have you been caught in a gnarly situation like that ever? Uh, yeah. Headed up Pikes Peak. Um, I had to turn around with one mile to go before the summit because lightning and rain, freezing temperatures. How long did you have to go to get back? I ran down to bar, tri- or bar camp. So about uh, five miles, Dang. six miles down. <laughs> I got to bar camp, Zach was there and uh, we just laid out all Who's Zach? St- Zach Miller. Who's that? Only one of the best ultra runners in the world, but he used to live at Bar Camp. He's a friend. Uh, lives in a van now, and travels all around, Sounds running quite, in cool places. Quite the person to run into. <laughs> one yeah, of the best. No, in no, the he lived. But he lived at. <laughs> he the lived, viewers may not know this. Oh, shit. Yeah, he lived at bar camp. Um, <laughs> and he had a fire going, and I dried out all my. What is bar camp? I like so it's actual like hut. Yeah, it's a with log cabin. Electricity and stuff. A cabin with yeah, electricity. Top you athletes can, you live can stay there? there. No, just just him. Hikers, yeah. I mean, it's a place for hikers to stay for the night if they make a reservation. So he didn't live there? He did live there. So he's just like an anomaly? He lived there for four years. He was a caretaker. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's such a cool title. Yeah. He chopped wood. He cooked meals. You know that we are all caretakers for the earth? That is true. (laughs) Whether we are... Hey, is swearing a lot on this podcast? <laughs> yeah. 
Keeping it real. <laughs> Keeping it real. Next time I won't censor myself. Okay. This snow is so light though. It is. <laughs> it is. And it's not windy, which is nice. I know. You went to an Air Force game, right, this past year? I did. I took Addie, and uh, she loved it. <laughs> I loved it. It was so fun. It kind of felt good to be back among my Air Force peeps. You're a veteran. Yeah. How big of a part is that in your daily life now that you're out? Uh, not huge. I, it might be kind of just part of uh, who I am. Right. But sometimes it's easy for me to <laughs> just walk away. Uh, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but yeah, I walked away and I'm grateful for that time in my life. Um, it really did change it for the better. Um, I mean, I still work with the military at times oh, on man. different projects. Wow. Is it the arch? There it is. That's dope. That is. We're here. Made it to the arch. Freaky to be under it. Because <laughs> one day it will fall. Right. If you're to see water dripping, that's going to erode it. And why is this name the Royal Arch Dreamer? <laughs> it's Regal. Okay. Because Wikipedia said it was named after Thomas Royal. <laughs> I think you're bullshitting. This is really cool. Eventually, you will, you will make a compilation of people falling or near <laughs> right, falling. Right, <laughs> That'll be fun. Hopefully, it'll myself. be fun and not... Um, I mean... Bad. I fall a lot. <laughs> the scars all over my arms are from falling. But not, hopefully, they're not like you lost a tooth or something. No, no. I had... That happened to two times in college where... It happened to a couple of girls I knew, and uh, they fell and hit their teeth, and oh, they lost really? teeth. Wow. Or had to get them repaired. Oh, man. And yeah, alcohol was involved. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's different. But it's kind of crazy. It happened twice. Right. Not the same girl. Yeah. Not the same city. That is funny. <laughs> you hate to have that happen. <laughs> You don't want to lose your no, teeth. It's no, like a I have night. Impression. I have nightmares about losing my teeth. Oh man! When I used to drink, and when I was younger, I yeah. would just like check my teeth in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I did. I had when I was in high school. Um, one of my friends had a lake house, and we were all at it. I don't think we were supposed to be at it. Like, I don't think his parents knew, but we were. We had a party, and I remember one of my guy friends, we were all playing cards at a table, um, had like a broomstick or something, and as one of our friends was taking a drink of his beer, the other one like tapped the back of the bottle and broke his suit. I hate that. <laughs> 
Did the guy feel bad that he did yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. He didn't, like, that wasn't, he wasn't trying he didn't want to, that to happen. I would no. feel so bad and awkward right. if I did that. Yeah. Like, it's going to be a funny joke, and then. Right. Yeah, no, he was just trying to, like, be funny, but broke his tooth. What is a pool house? Is that, like, behind the house? house? It was a lake, a lake house. Like so a, it's like not, it's where not they, near their home. They go not to where the, they yeah they go out to the lake. They they are uh, they owned a home and a lake house. Right. Did he wear nice clothes? <laughs> what? Your friend? Did he wear nice clothes? Yeah. Like like what we all wore: jeans and t-shirts. Well, and... okay. He didn't wear like clothes from the mall. Like Ralph, like the like the polo horse player Ralph Lauren or something. <laughs> they may have wore those shirts. I can't remember. I mostly wear free shirts or hand me downs or bands. Or I got what? this once in Iowa City. That's yeah. funny. I'm even wearing this, and then I I used to wear it to work on my house, so it's got a bunch of <laughs> stains on it. Yeah, I've noticed. Um, sometimes I've Chad- never wrestled. Sometimes Chad looks like a homeless person. Right. <laughs> it's the look he's going for. It is funny. They list, like, film production or film editors as one of the most stressful jobs. And then, like, all my friends will post it. And uh, I just think it's silly. I, we're so fortunate to do <laughs> this type of work. Or maybe it's different in Hollywood, but it's it's not so bad. Do you thrive off of... Off of the stress? No. I know some people do. Not creatively. No. I think there's different types of work, and uh, it can feel good to, like, really just get a lot done through the day mm-hmm. as a self-employed person, but like I said, creative ideation, true creativity needs time and space. Um, constraints are also important, so it's a little bit of a dichotomy or whatever. Like, it is important, but uh, for, like, the ideation part... Um, I think you need to be kind of in a relaxed exploratory state a state of exploration and curiosity mm-hmm. will yield the best results um, what is what inspires you to create the films that you make I know like you talked about it being your passion but like what drives that passion what fuels you I don't know. Um, it feels kind of selfish. Like, I just enjoy doing it, in a way. Selfish in that you are trying to get your name out no. there? or Okay. Just like I, I like doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, it brings me so much fulfillment. I have... I. Uh, it's kind of magic when you make something and you're the first person to witness it Uh, when you put when you go go out and film shoot an interview and you bring it back you craft a narrative a story around that Mm -hmm. you experience a feeling when you hear those words and you see those images and you reinforce that with music and spacing and and you craft it and you feel that you you witness that moment for the first time. You watch it over and over. And you're in love with it. You want to share that feeling with other people. Yeah. Um, um, maybe the sad thing it... is that feeling goes away. <laughs> and you, you don't... But in the initial part, it's magical. Yeah. How does it feel when you watch other people... <laughs> watch it for the first time and there you see their reaction? Um, I think it varies like... Uh, Sometimes you get so separated from a piece of work after time goes on that uh, you don't really enjoy watching it or you don't remember that connection as much. It's a sketch. Yeah. But I should you do my... go to screenings and yeah. you see people's reaction. It's funny because I don't know that I... I I'm weird. Um, I kind of don't always... Tr- I have imposter syndrome, I and mean, I don't. At the same time, like I may feel these feelings, but I uh, I don't trust people. Like, do they really think it's good? <laughs> like, are they just being but you've nice? You've seen people like cry and um, 
at least with the documentary that I'm in, the people cr have cried happy and sad tears, and you witnessed that. Does it make you feel like, um, yeah, like there's purpose there, or? Um, I suppose so. Um, I think it's cool. For some reason, like the stuff that you don't personally witness. I did a film on a small business owner. Rachel, mm -hmm. a flower shop of Flora in Longmont, and um, just catching up over the years, and she'll say that people still call in and uh, say that that film, a short film I did about her, mm -hmm. and um, kind of resilience <coughs> and going after your dreams and how it affected people. Nice. And so I think like that unknown of what it can have effect on the world is cool. And Right. I don't know, maybe it's more pure because, like, they're not in front of me, like, maybe needing to make me feel good or something, <laughs> like, that it's just more genuine if it kind of happened outside of right. me. I'm like, but I, I mean, just from what I've seen, I think that the reactions are always genuine, and um, I think... Yeah, people don't have to try to make you feel good for your work. Um, they could just sit there and say thank you for you know showing us and for your time. But that that isn't what I've seen. I've seen people like really feel impacted by it. Um, so just wondering if that reminds you of the first time you got those feelings or had those feelings sometimes it reminds me a little bit like like why you did it right yeah because there is it does have a, a meta influence on you like while you're making the film like yeah just one step at a time or like remember how grateful you should be for what you have in life and uh yeah but yeah you do kind of get jaded or forget that I think I can like relate sometimes um, I don't know like especially if you're repeating like a run or um, a race like on the same course maybe you're not quite as <laughs> excited about it as you were the first time but uh, just reminding like myself to be grateful for the opportunity to be where I am. What do you think about the these concepts of new experiences, living every day as your last, versus comfort and planning, like as mm. two separate ideas? So every day could be our last. Yeah, yeah. Those, I love those. They're so nice. They're very warm. They're so I do find myself trying to take advantage of my days and of my time. Maybe sometimes to a fault because uh, sometimes I should let things uh, pass me by <laughs> and be a bit more responsible. But I don't know. I do find that I like to say yes before no. And... Most of the time, that works out for the better and in my favor. Um, but yeah, like planning for the future. Okay, so like one way to think about it is <laughs> if you live every day as your last, you're not going to be prepared. You're not going to set groundwork to be mm -hmm. happy and successful later in your life. If you're always planning and you're never really living in the moment. Right. Um, so I think balance is the key. Planning. Like when people say that, I scoff a little bit. Like live every day is your last. Like, right. okay, then uh, check your bank account and, uh, <laughs> right. and your lack of limbs because you like were too risky right. in a week. and. See how that sets you up for success. Yeah. 
Or if I, you're... I think it's important to have balance. Um, you could go do a bunch of coke and hook up with a bunch of women and you might not be set up for the next week. Okay, we know what Chad's about. So to some people, that's a living. Okay. Like, like you'll ask people, like, what would you do with a million dollars? Like, oh, I'd buy a bunch of coke and get yeah. some strippers. Right. So should we judge if that's some people's happiness? I'm not judging. I'm not judging. What would you do if you won a million dollars? Same thing, which is why I'm fortunate. Okay. I would just do it. Like, I'm kind of terrified about not having purpose in life. Like, if I just, I would be, even if I was like doing adventuring and trip, traveling all the time, I would not be happy. Really? <laughs> yeah. I need a purpose and I need uh -huh. to create, and I think it's good to be a little bit hungry. Yeah, hustle. Yeah. Yeah. Every day I'm hustling. So I would spend it and uh, and I would just make more films. Cool. I wouldn't give any to charity. Is you wouldn't? No. Oh. Wow. Okay. I gotta look out for number one. <laughs> um, one life. One me. Uh-huh. Me, me. Uh -huh. Me. I don't know me. if I believe you. It's, unless the charity's gonna help me. <laughs> it's not usually how charities work, but okay. <laughs> That's how I work. All I care about is myself. We're gonna cancel Chad. Next, Chad Weber. Free range films. It's okay, I mean, I'm not really getting my films paid for yet anyways. So. <laughs> Okay, if there were, or is there a topic that you would like to create a film about? Um, probably, I think it's almost like backwards. Like I would want to meet an individual to explore certain topics. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like interested about the stigma and healing properties of certain substances that may be taboo, like mushrooms or, I mean, even marijuana's taking a big step forward. Okay. I'm not like a personal user, but I don't think there should be any stigma. If right. you are, if it grows out of the ground and um, it doesn't mean it's not dangerous. Right. Um, but I think that's interesting to explore. Mental health in general, and I hate using that cringe umbrella term, actually, because it's just people say it and we act like we know what we're talking, like we know what each other means, but I feel like it could mean so many things. Um, I'm always interested in mental health and the balance between what we feel we have the control over, what chemicals are kind of leaning us to act in certain ways, how we can change our minds, how our minds can change our body. Mm -hmm. I'm open. Yeah. Any topic that just generates curiosity. Um, so, it could be something I learn tomorrow. Uh, a project I'm working on right now that has no purpose or end goal is just ex this f experimental visual film, shooting a lot of macro photography, which is very close up on natural objects in nature, mm -hmm. and um, maybe looking for patterns or similarities in some of the patterns that occur in nature, and uh, just kind of going, see where they go, put them on a timeline, and uh, kind of get trippy with it, or I don't know, but I'm enjoying it. Awesome. When you say the similarities, you mean in the, like in the form, in the shape, or? Yeah, like the pattern formations. Mm -hmm. um, I think a common one is like the whirlpool that the universe looks like can be found in other objects in nature. Okay. Um, okay. 
Like even in the human eye, you compare that to clouds or the universe. I mean, clouds can look like all types of things. Right. Different clouds. I love sometimes the pattern in the clouds, how it looks like ocean waves from the wind. It just makes, it just could, like we're all made of the same building blocks. There are so many elements or whatever and physical processes that occur and uh, so. Yeah, like 60% of our body's water. <laughs> I can't believe they say about the human body, how much of it's water. Right? Maybe when they did that study, somebody just like gulped a bunch of water beforehand. Because <laughs> it can vary. It can. <laughs> you think they've ever measured Guinness World Record book for longest urination? <laughs> I'm not sure. Right? <laughs> be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely somebody who's been drinking alcohol. Maybe. Do you have long urinations on the trail or just frequent? Um, usually they're frequent if when I do urinate, yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, I should drink water. Sometimes I get dehydrated and I don't notice it until I pee. Royal Arch was first discovered by Lawrence Bass of Boulder, not Tom Royal, and was named around the turn of the 20th century by Edwin Chamberlain, and I would have to guess because of how beautiful and regal it looks. <laughs> well, I know um, one thing that I found being a mom is that I have these really like high expectations of what an adventure would look like with Addie. And up until maybe two years ago, every single time they got crushed. Because she was too young? She was just, yeah, and would complain and cry and, you uh, know. It seemed like romantic yeah, in the planning. In the, the planning. That's so funny. That's my that's my idea of most family vacations or people on the ski <laughs> yeah. mountains. Yeah, like, yeah. It takes so much work to plan and for dad to take off work. Right. And then it's so stressful. Yeah. Why can't we just have fun? <laughs> yeah. Everybody I took my PTO. I could be at home golfing with my exactly. friends Fred and Steve and drinking some bush lights, but no. I spent time with the family. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and you're complaining because I spent hundreds of dollars to get us on the on the mountain. <laughs> They're like, we didn't want to be here anyway. <laughs> we just want to play on our iPad. Right. Hmm. That's funny. Mm-hmm. I watched a lot of cartoons as a kid and uh, and late night TV. Uh-huh. And that was also like uh, kind of the thing creatively the a positive. <laughs> Oh, right. Um, so I know there's a balance, and it's not healthy to be on devices for long periods. Mm-hmm. But also, if you need, and if like, you want any pop culture re- references as a creator, uh-huh. you got to consume some. Yeah, for sure. I think there's uh, a little bit. It's good. But maybe just listen to more albums. Instead of top 20 singles. <laughs> when you ask me for my advice for your listeners, that'll be it. Me personally? When you ask or, your guests uh-huh. for their advice for our listeners. Yeah. You ever listen to that podcast, Smartless? No. Oh, uh, it's funny. They say our listener. Our, our, our one listener. Yeah, yeah like, they just say listener. Uh, or my fan. Thank you to my fan. What would you like to tell the listener? Yeah. Our listener. Anyways, if you have more than one, my advice would be to listen to more albums instead of songs. Mm. Like the whole that sounds album. like a cool thing to say. Yeah, two. 
to our one fan out there. <laughs> Present company excluded. <laughs> okay, so two. It'll be my parents. They'll like it. Ah, uh, yeah. They're going to love this. So tell me, what was it like growing up in Illinois? I was pretty chill. Yeah? Um, pretty, yeah, I feel fortunate to have upbringing with a loving family around me. And uh, we just did regular Midwestern stuff. Tell, um, tell, tell our listener what that, <laughs> oh, <laughs> what that is. That because... means like going to your friend's house and playing video games uh-huh, okay. and um, watching sports mm-hmm. and participating in organized sports okay. and then going to bonfires. And then when you get older, you start drinking beer at the bonfires mm-hmm. and... Um, yeah, I guess you just like start combining alcohol with like video games and bonfires. Gotcha. <laughs> so big ragers, huh? Uh, I don't know about that. Are you nervous as a parent about that stage of life? Mm, not really. Addie is a, she has a good, she has a maturity about her that I think will continue on. I think she'll make good decisions. All right, I have a challenge for us. We're going to do push-ups on that bench. On the bench. The snowy bench? Yep. What's the reasoning here? See who could do it the most. All right. See who could do the most. You're lighter, so I'm just set the stage <laughs> for a like, second. But you have a truck. Right. This afternoon yeah. I'll have a truck, so maybe yeah. I'll be able to do more later tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? Are you going to keep your knees down? No. All right. Go. I thought you had done like a lot more, no. so I was nervous. Oh. <laughs> My hands feel really cold and wet. Yeah. Do you, uh, in the runner friends, ever play Would You Rather games? Oh, with, like, Addie and I do. <laughs> I'd just be curious of like unhealthy habits. Like, would you rather not move out of like a room for like how many days or would you rather eat junk food for like oh, God. this many days or versus like something else like, yeah that could be funny out of those two oh versus those I, 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 just, what would what would be your answer not move yeah me too Pro- if it's like a small amount of days because i could work totally. and rest yeah but you can't undo the bad things I know. You put in your body. exactly <laughs> <laughs> but i guess like if you were to play the devil's advocate like I've seen endurance athletes eat a lot of candy bars and sugar yeah. and stuff. Yeah. That's not good for you, though. Yeah. I'd rather not move. You could really reach a zen. <laughs> What's, like, the most woo-woo or conspiracy thing that you believe in that you, like, maybe you hesitate uh, before revealing to people? Okay. Well, now I'm about to tell. Um... Don't turn this on me. I'm, I'm definitely going to. 
Well, I... I guess I believe in ghosts because I've seen one. <laughs> nice. And I don't ever tell anyone that because I'm afraid they'll think I'm crazy. I bet the opposite will happen. I think when you're vulnerable, people like can't help but like reach out and be like, you're right, I saw a ghost too. Yeah, I don't know. I was uh, old enough to remember and I saw it with somebody else. We both saw it. So there was like no questioning whether or not like it was in my mind. <sighs> and we're now both adults and we remember it clear as day. So yeah. Hmm. What about you? Uh I believe that uh, government is controlled by lizard people. <laughs> and Bar Barack okay. Obama is the leader of the lizard people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag deep state. Deep state slime reptiles. Is this your uh, YouTube conspiracy? It's just fact. <laughs> it's so obvious. <laughs> it's like, Obby. wake up, sheeple. <laughs> <laughs> it's frustrating that people aren't like, so obvious. <laughs> the snow's melting. Like that. Hayden and I were wrestling. <laughs> Promise me one thing. Okay? Promise me. One thing. No, you can't promise me. you can't do the promise before the thing. That's not how it works. No, you have to promise me that you're gonna put oil in this car. I won't, but I'll, I'll bring it to Lube Pros and I'll trust that they will. <laughs> My other car broke. What? And they said when they got to the mechanic that there wasn't any oil in the car. <laughs> and I said, okay. He said, oh, I thought you were supposed to take it out. Right. I didn't, I, you know. I didn't think it needed it anymore. I thought maybe, no. I didn't take it out, but I did make that joke. <laughs> what is one of the most controversial things you've ever done or maybe something that you're not super proud of uh maybe a couple times i have left a work uh oriented relationship abruptly because i felt it wasn't the right fit and uh, maybe it wasn't the most professional thing to do and you kind of know in those instances that you're gonna Lose a relationship. Okay. But, uh... Like you just got up and left? Or, or just kind of... Just kind of. No, I was polite. Every, I mean, I was, uh, there was no anger or like, mm -hmm. hey, your sunglasses fell. Or it wasn't like a rush of emotions. It was just gotcha. like, this isn't the right fit for me. And mm -hmm. uh, so I'm not going to move forward with this creative relationship. And uh, mm -hmm. sorry about that. I know this wasn't the most professional thing to do after maybe we had agreed to work together, but gotcha. I don't think it's going to work. I think two times. Okay. I've kind of, that's happened, so. Coming down. What kind of pets have you had in your life? Ooh. I have had horses. Started um, with the best. Yeah. I imagine. Well, I, um, I guess so, because... I got my first one when I was five. Sorry, too right. Oh yeah. At five, I got a pony, and then my parents had to sell it. <laughs> well, not long after they gave it to me, which was kind of traumatizing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst withdrawal. Like, you don't know what you have and you're given something. Yeah. It's almost like a sports fan. Like, when Illinois got a little better at football uh -huh. or, like, when they compete, it's like, then it hurts more when they lose. 
<laughs> yeah. I cried so hard that I passed out. Oh my goodness. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's I, intense. I hyperventilated from crying and I just remember waking up on the floor. Um Yeah. <laughs> I've had I had a pet cow. His name was Bully. I had goats and uh I didn't realize that you can't feed goats um, as much as they would eat. Oh. Because they can't regurgitate. And so... um, They can't throw it up? No. So I I accidentally killed one of my goats by feeding it too much bread. So close to bingo. (laughs) Uh, You murdered... Profanity in politics. We're like the seven deadly sins over here. I can't even just admit to that. I didn't mean to. Uh, I'm sorry that happened. Yeah, it was sad because it it was my goat named Bambi. Bambi because I had wimpy deer. Yeah. (laughs) Sound like? Uh I do. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah. What about you? Dogs. Dogs. Okay. Cats? No. Do you love cats? No, thank you. No? Are you sure? No, I'm you good. Don't, you don't love them? You don't want uh, one? Day? No, I don't even like them. <laughs> <laughs> it's no thank All right. you. All right. Sorry. Well, that is it for today. Thank you for joining Beyond the Trail podcast. I'm your host, Dreama Walton, and this was our awesome guest. Chad Weber, look at that face. <laughs> Just wait till I have my truck. <laughs> Ladies, he's gonna have a truck. All right. <laughs> okay. Thanks for joining and listening to our fan. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate, we appreciate you. you. She appreciates you. Yeah, I appreciate you. I tolerate you. <laughs> All right. Out. Bye.